0: Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. My name is Tavian the Philosopher Napier, and this is where we try to level up inside and outside the virtual arena. We do that by talking about topics that I think are important that are gonna help me and hopefully other people grow as players, as human beings, both externally, internally. And as such, I talk a lot about my experience. If you don't know, I'm an esports coordinator over at Western Michigan University. I also coach over at Albion College for the Rocket League team. And I also coach and uh, help do consulting for a couple of other smaller schools uh, and after school programs. So I have a lot of experience in the esports gaming industry, specifically in coaching, person development, and some production. I'm gonna be talking about those experiences today. I'm gonna be sharing a few things that just happened over the week. I try to talk about my goals and some other things as well. Just stuff that I think is really important for me to revisit. Uh, I've been talking a lot lately about the concept of accountability through content and I love that concept and I've been uh, sticking pretty true to it. So you're going to go on a ride with me and we're going to talk about some of my goals, uh, what I'm reading or listening to, I do audiobooks, and then uh, the experiences from a couple different schools and just what I'm doing for the week. Anyways, let's get into the first topic. So the first topic is what am I reading slash listening to? Um, I use Audible. I listen to it all the time. And as such, I listen to different audiobooks. And I'll be honest, this week, I didn't listen as much. I've been listening to Viridian Gate Online, the last book in the main series, as far as I'm aware of. It's uh, the Endgame, Empirical Endgame is what it's called. And I like the series a lot. Talked about it pretty regularly now. This is kind of the, the ending of dealing with The crazy AI gods and uh, a lot of the characters are joined together and they're trying to, you know, reach a goal without going too much into spoilers. The issue is, I've just been focusing on a lot of other things right now, and so listening to audiobooks, I haven't done as much. I've had to re-listen to the same couple of chapters a few times because I just haven't been able to remember or focus on audiobooks this week. Uh, It's just just a lot of stuff going on with work, I'm planning for the summertime, I'm uh, getting nervous about about a few things and trying to just make sure I'm planning accordingly. So that's taken up most of my attention. And a lot of my work nowadays is very active and I can't really uh, listen to audiobooks. Like I'm talking to people, I'm in meetings, I'm um, you know, doing some production or something like that. I can't really listen to other stuff because I'm too focused on what I'm doing and who I'm interacting with, right? So haven't had the chance to. Also just when I have had the chance, I didn't really go to those things. The other book that i've talked about a couple times is i've been listening to the bible Uh, if you don't know i am essentially an atheist agnostic right the short version is you know i don't believe in a god i'm open to the idea of it but i highly doubt it's going to be from one of the religions that exists currently or anything like that i just don't think that's likely but even still i grew up christian and uh this book that has had a lot of history i think it's fascinating from a historical uh, kind of personal development side of looking at this book. And I gotta say, so far, I'm still in the Old Testament. I don't see the personal development stuff just yet. (laughs) Again, I haven't been listening to a lot of audiobooks, so this one also is on the back burner. I do plan on listening to it again. Just gotta get myself focused and get back into a routine. Uh, When I'm traveling a little bit more, I'll have more time to listen to those books. I also want to get into... Listening to a new person development book. I've listened to a lot of the ones that I have, and now I'm re-listening to several of them. Uh, and I do like doing that, but I think I also want to get a new book that I haven't listened to yet. Because I have tons of other books that I've listened to at least twice, and sometimes I listen to one annually, or a couple of them annually. Uh, so i probably listen to them four or five to six to seven times already. Uh, But I want to mix it up, I want to learn some new stuff, get some new inspiration, some new ideas. I like revisiting the old ones, because there's so much information that you can't retain all of it, so revisiting these books is incredibly important. uh, Because there's no way you're going to remember it all, or be able to apply it all in your life right now. Uh, So I think revisiting things after after you've grown as a person, after you've gotten more experience, after you've talked about it with other people, um, and after you've kind of forgotten it, it's good to revisit these things and now you have new ideas that you can put on the foundation that you've already established. And so that's why I want to listen to more new books and uh, why I also listen to a lot of the older books. All right. So now I want to talk about some goals that I'm working on. I only have a few, but I think these are the things that I need to keep trying to improve as an individual, as as just me, right? I have some career goals. I'm trying to reevaluate those now because I've I've done so many things that I need to reevaluate my goal and figure out what is now something I want to do. But in terms of uh, the personal stuff, the first thing is going to the gym, you know, like three days a week, right? That's the goal. And I've been able to maintain that and I've been doing pretty good. Uh, and now I'm at this place where I want to get a more efficient workout. I want to isolate the specific things that I'm working on. Like I have some ideas specifically that I want to work on, but I think... I would like a better, full, rounded out routine. Uh, I don't think I necessarily need a personal trainer. I have a lot of old resources that I'm gonna go back into that really helped me lose a lot of weight when I was younger, uh, but I gotta look look at those, kind of plan around what I wanna do. Uh, right now, I've been just doing what I know from memory and kind of doing a legs day um, or upper body day, arms day. And there's, a I use Planet Fitness, so they have like a 30 minute circuit essentially and all I do is uh, since it's late at night it's not busy I'm the only person um, and so all I do is just go down the specific machines that are gonna isolate the areas that I want to work on uh, and that's been pretty good. It's been pretty efficient for me because I can go as hard or as soft as I need to like I can do less weights if I'm feeling really sore or something's not feeling right I'm afraid of breaking something or if I'm feeling really strong that day, then I can go ahead and up the ante a little bit and just make sure I'm monitoring myself and doing it safely and uh, not not trying to, do heavy weights for egotistic purposes, but for specifically strengthening my body. So the moment I feel like things don't feel right at this point in my life, uh, I'm going to reduce that weight or I'm going to do less reps or something like that. Uh, I am trying to strengthen my body. I'm not trying to break it. And I have to acknowledge the fact that I have an older body. It doesn't work the same as it did when I was 20. I'm not completely fragile by any means, but... I think it's important to work within your means, what you have, right? Uh, And as I get a stronger body, I can do more things more consistently, uh, more challenging things more consistently. So until then, I'm making sure that I'm not doing more than I need to. Uh, I am strengthening my body. I'm not doing it easy. I'm not taking it easy uh, and being lazy about it. I want to make sure that there's an equilibrium there. Uh, I'm taking it easy when I feel like it's most responsible. And I am going as hard as I can when I feel like my body will allow it. If you're younger, definitely take advantage of this while you can. Don't be reckless, don't be crazy. But I-, I gotta say, when I was in my 20s and I was working out and going to the gym, I could do so much and I had so much potential at those ages. Uh, now I can still do a lot of the things that I used to be able to do. My body's a lot heavier, so I'm trying to get back into shape. But I know that once I actually get to that point, I still have some time as long as I'm taking care of my body. I haven't broken anything that I know of. <laughs> so my-, my body still works fairly well. And I want to make sure I'm taking care of it, working on those stabilizer muscles, you know, increasing... The toughness of my body, and there's still a lot of things like martial arts that I want to attend and do. Uh, I do like sparring. I do like fighting. I don't want to do it professionally by any means, but uh, I would love to get back in the ring and start fighting people again. But not uh, because of the art, right? Because not not because I want to beat somebody up. Not because I want to feel like I'm a tough guy. I just think that fighting can be an art when done with the right intentions, and that's always been a part of me since I got into karate. Uh, I've done boxing. I've done capoeira. I've done Wide Over You, uh, and I I just, I love the art of it in terms of the form. it's almost like dancing, and then also learning the individual punches, learning how to master your body, there's something really great about that. I think it builds a lot of discipline, and I think it also helps deal with distractions, mental focus, mental clarity. Learning how to command your mind when you want to command your mind. I feel like it's harder and harder as both individuals and as parents to get our kids to pay attention to something for a prolonged period of time. Uh, And I know, I've seen other cultures that still do that, so I know it's a thing that exists. I know it's possible to have your kid be more focused, and not for your own sake, not so they listen to me uh, alone, You know, that's definitely a lot more convenient when my kid does listening to me, but for their own sake, because life is gonna get harder and harder the older they get, and they still don't have mental discipline. Uh, There's a difference. As someone who was diagnosed with ADD really early on, uh, I know what it feels like when my mind is not under my control. Uh, it's really frustrating when you're young and in school and you're trying to pay attention just so you can pass the school. You hate school, but your mind just seems to not want to pay attention. It just makes up stories in its head. It's like someone turned on a TV station in your head and you didn't even realize that you were watching the show until the class is over and everyone's packing their stuff up or everyone's looking at a piece of paper that the teacher handed out. And you didn't even realize that she handed it out because you were so lost in your head it's incredibly frustrating. So for my my own kids' sake, right, I want to make sure that that's not a habit that he gets into. I can't fully control that, but I also shouldn't be lazy about that, in my opinion. That's my philosophy. Everyone parents their kids differently, uh, but I'm just sharing how I think about it. And um, I think that's something that I want to keep on trying to do. And I, I help my son learn how to meditate. I, I try to te- teach him how to breathe so that he can calm himself down when he gets really upset. Uh, it's not something that comes naturally, but I will say it's getting easier and easier for him to do it when I make it a routine. And so, whenever he gets upset, you know, my wife or I say to take some deep breaths, you know, slow down, try to use your words or try to use some sort of hand signs that you know to help me understand what's going on. Uh, And our son's ability to communicate usually is pretty good. Sometimes he just gets so antsy that he might make sounds or something like that. But uh, I do sometimes feel like my son behaves maturely. I don't see him interact with a lot of other people. Uh, So it's a a whole different environment, right? When he's interacting at daycare, I don't really see that that often. And by all means, he can throw tantrums. So I'm not bragging about my kid either. He he can be just as rowdy as any other kid when he gets upset. So I I don't think that, you know, I'm not saying my son is special, even though, you know, biasly, I do think my son is special. But I also understand y'all don't have any allegiance to my kid, right? (laughs) I understand. I understand. I will say uh, kind of a tangent, but on top of a tangent, I still don't have the, oh, your baby is cute mindset for me. Like, I love my son, but outside of that, I really don't care about other people's kids. And that's not to be mean or anything like that. I just know that there are some people that shifted and changed a little bit more when they had their, their own kid. And now they're like, oh, they got baby fever and they love looking at kids. I still I still don't want your hold your kid. I don't like holding other people's kids. I, I probably never will. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no offense to anybody. No, no offense to any parents. None intended. Anyways, the other goal that I'm trying to work on is trying to meditate more. Uh, I think I've struggled with meditating recently because I haven't had a very specific goal. And so I'm making it really simple. I'm just making it 10 minutes every day, once a day at minimum. Uh, for a lot of people, five minutes is really hard, but I, I have to challenge myself a little bit. Five minutes just doesn't doesn't do enough for me. Uh, five minutes is like turning on a car, an older car and the, you know, it takes a while for the heater to start up. It takes about five minutes before the heater starts up before it really gets going. That's what it's like, metaphorically, to meditate for five minutes alone. Personally, I think if you're getting into meditation, if you can have the discipline to have your body sit still for 10 minutes, I think it's not just the mental aspect of it in terms of the mental clarity and the the focus. I think it's also the patience side of things of making your body sit still. For me, that's so hard, but I, I can tell my body no right i think a lot of people still don't have that discipline or they just forget really quickly i know i went through these steps when i was first learning how to meditate i would forget that i was the rule was don't move your body right uh meditating is incredibly lenient first off so these are goals i set on myself because there's so many different ways to meditate but one of the ways that i wanted to consistently meditate to clarify is i wanted to sit still in a specific place whether i'm lying down or i'm sitting usually cross leg style I made sure I minimized how much I moved. My mouth, my eyes, I tried to make sure I relaxed as much as feasibly possible. Uh, If I had body aches, I would make sure to just, you know, pay attention to them. And if I could adjust slightly, do so. And if not, then just endure that pain for a little bit. I'm not in a incredibly dangerous pose for a prolonged period of time. So it's not like I'm putting my body in danger by being uncomfortable for 10 minutes. If you do have some sort of physical disability, obviously this doesn't apply to you. If you're healthy, your body works relatively well, then... Yeah, I recommend trying this. Uh, I think it's challenging enough in itself before you get into a lot of the mental exercises. Because you can just sit there and count backwards from 100. Uh, you can do some breathing exercises while still trying to sit still. Obviously, your, your diaphragm, your your chest, and your stomach are going to move some. You can't control that part of it because you got to breathe. Uh, so that's why I say, again, within reason, not having your body move. Like, your limbs, you don't need to move. Your mouth, your eyes, you don't need to move. Personally, the eyes are the hardest thing for me to deal with. They're incredibly distracting even when my eyes are closed. I find being in pitch black is the easiest way for me to focus. But when I do have more more mental clarity, it is easy to still meditate even in full daylight outside with shadows going through and stuff like that. That's a different level of discipline. Um, But people are disciplined in different ways. You'd be surprised. I think it's important to test yourself. So as such, uh, for me... What I did was I set a smart goal, and that's kind of a subtopic that I want to talk about here with goal setting is uh, something that I use from coaching school. It's pretty common, you know, if you a couple of businesses or or like um, what do you call them corporations, they use them a lot of times. But a smart goal, and I just want to share what it means, uh, the way that I use it, spelled in order. S is specific. You want to have a specific goal in mind, and you want to make sure that it's not what is called a negative goal. So if you're trying to quit smoking, it's not, I want to quit smoking. It's more along the lines of, I want to make sure that I'm living a healthier life. And how do you do that? Uh, You do that by stopping purchasing cigarettes or something along those lines, right? It's, I'm trying to save my money. I'm trying to be more healthy. I'm trying to make sure that I'm not, you know, purchasing these things that I don't need. I don't want those. Uh, So that's your goal. It's specific. You know, quitting cigarettes, if you want to, it's pretty straightforward, but just being healthier. However you want to look at it. Measurable is something that is pretty straightforward as well. Uh, so for me, meditating, it's 10 minutes. It's measurable every, once a day. Again, measurable seven days a week. So it's something very specific. Um, if you're trying to get better at a fighting game, it's learning a specific skill that you can replicate. Learning a certain technique that you do often. If you're trying to anti-air somebody, uh, do that more often. The same thing with quitting smoking or, or drinking or you know doing drugs, whatever it may be for you. It could be reducing the amount of times that you do it. Some people don't quit cold turkey, some people do, uh, but it's still an easier goal to only do it this many times a a week or whatever it may be, this many times a day, reduce it by half, uh, and you keep working on that goal, kind of building it. The next one is attainable. This is something that is pretty subjective, and it has to come from yourself. If it's something that you think as a person, as knowing yourself, is it something that is realistic? Uh, Is it something that is attainable? I think this is the hardest one for a lot of people to do because some people are overconfident, some people are underconfident, and so they make it seem harder than it really is. But you have to try to be as subjective as possible, looking at your old experiences, looking at things that you've done in the past. Is this something that you think you're capable of? And don't be too hard on yourself, but also just make sure you're being realistic and not, you know, being super egotistical thinking you can do something crazy like be the best fighting game player in the world. Uh, by by Sunday, right? As you're, Unless you are already top 16 material, that's a really un, unattainable goal. And that kind of ties into the next topic, which is realistic. Uh, and that's with, you know, that's more of the logical side of things in terms of reality. And, you know, is being the best fighting game player in the world also requires you to understand how to beat all these other players, right? So if you don't know how they even work and you're not the best at the game, that's just logically not realistic. If you're trying to you know, meditate two hours a day and you haven't really planned for that and you, are, you live a busy lifestyle that's not realistic within your schedule to be able to do that. So you have to be realistic about the situation at hand. So you have to make sure that your goal fits the realm of reality if that makes sense. Uh, look at your schedule. Look what you know other factors may happen with your goal like if you're trying to date somebody is it realistic <laughs> are your actions realistic because i feel like there's some people that don't know how to take a hint right and that's kind of the counterside of you know some people don't know how to take a chance right asking somebody out that is something that is reasonable that is something that you can't really shame right you can ask somebody out, and then after that response is how you sort of make your decisions. If they say no and it's a hard no, then be respectful or something along those lines. If it's a yes, then obviously you can go to the next steps. This is obviously a very black and white comparison to how the courting rituals of human beings goes. <laughs> uh, but it, it kind of helps you to understand the point I'm trying to illustrate. You know, There are other factors that you have to take into consideration for this to be realistic. And then the last is T for timed or time-based, how long do you want to wait, right? I talked about this a little earlier in some of the other goals is, you know, for me, I want to meditate seven times in seven days, right? That's very specific within 10 minutes. It's timed for quitting cigarettes. It could be in two years. It could be if you're trying to date someone, ask them out by this date or something like that, or ask them out to this concert or to this dance, whatever it may be. Uh, Something very specific and timed. So it's like the pressure is on, you have to really do it. Uh, You have a deadline to hit. And that's really important. A lot of people may not function this way, but most people that I've seen, they do function when they have something timed to reach, when you have a deadline to meet. Some people might stress out and this may cripple you, but I think it's a skill that everyone needs to work on because it's just an important life skill to have. If you're not constantly working on that, or at least trying to work on it, then I think you're doing yourself a disservice by not really having any discipline to your lifestyle. If you're able to sustain your life, not be a burden on other people, and uh, live a life that you can live, right? You're not being... You're able to live within your means, this doesn't apply to you. Uh, for, but for people who are either you know living with their parents still or are struggling financially because of your ability to manage time or or get things done in a timely manner, it's because you don't practice one of these skills or all of these skills. It's mainly the timed one. You know, having a deadline for things that you wanna do, whether it be around the house. I still struggle with this, I'm not perfect at it, but I know, I am aware that this is something that needs to be worked on a consistent basis. So if you're not at least trying, I think you're doing yourself and the others around you a disservice. Whether you're a spouse or a child or a parent, um, it's something that is incredibly important. Not just goal setting as a whole, but all these steps within it and then especially the timed one because I think it is important to challenge yourself and to be very specific about when you want to get things done. I think it helps. Alright, so let's get into these other topics uh, with the esports updates. So the first thing is the online tournament we attended, the Battle for the Barn, hosted by, I believe, Ferris State University. I know a couple of the different schools, a couple of the different teams from Albion applied for this tournament. I don't remember who all entered or I didn't hear about it just yet. But we entered. Unfortunately, we wound up going 0-2. I spectated both the matches and it was nice. Usually, I have to help with production for these tournaments. And I don't mind that. I do like helping with production. I, I genuinely do. Uh, but as a coach i feel a little upset because i'm not able to fully attend to my students between the games like i can talk to them before the game and after the game but normally as a coach you can talk to your players between the matches uh, and i think for this team specifically it's important to have the ability to do that and talk to them and see where they are and and help them get into the right mindset for the next game because i feel like in we only played two games and i feel like they played pretty well Uh, They made some mistakes, and I could tell when they got a little too emotional or or got a a little bit out of sync. It's very noticeable to be able to see those things. It's very easy for me to notice those things, even when I'm commentating, but I can't talk to them about it. So now, uh, I will say that having the chance to do this, even though I was still streaming, I wasn't commentating, I was just focusing on the students... I feel like they played very well. It's just the competition around here is very tough. And obviously we're going to be working on it uh, throughout the coming semesters. So the way I saw this tournament was more of a preparation for next week where we are traveling to uh, another tournament. And I'll, I'll talk about that when that one happens as well. I might have to take a week off depending on how busy that is. I should be getting back on Saturday, so I should have time to record either that night or on Sunday as I'm doing right now. Even though the semester is almost over, uh, the things that I want to talk about with these students, I'll, I'll talk about here as well. And I kind of already did, right? I talked about getting specific goals. This is something that I'm working on for myself, uh, and I'm realizing it's important for me as a coach to have my students set some specific goals as well. I should have some goals of them, and I, and I do have my own personal goals, but I, I want to teach the students how to start setting and attaining goals. And I think it's an important topic for us to talk about uh, because two of these students are graduating and that means they're going off into the real world. And so I wanna pack as much life lessons to these students before they go so that they really are prepared to go into the real world. Uh, Cause one of them moves in Texas, one of them is moving to Chicago. I'm probably never gonna see these kids again, but it doesn't mean I can't have an impact on them. course with the power of internet you know people can watch my stream or check in on me or social media stuff like that but i just don't have that expectation of these kids and i'm not going to be the one reaching out to them because i feel like that's weird as someone who works at a college i I just that's just not me but i'm not going to poo-poo them or anything like that if they reach out to me send an email ask me you know some life questions i'm totally going to answer them but i'm going to usually let these kids live their own life uh and if they have any questions or seek my guidance then great otherwise you know i say good luck to you guys i hope you live the best life that you can and i hope you reach your highest potential That's what we're gonna be talking about coming up in the next weeks to help them get prepared. And then one of the other things that I'm trying to work on with just students in general, uh, always finding new ways to talk about this topic and improve this topic is uh, keeping players focused. And the more I realize and learn about the concept of focus, the more I'm realizing that it's a very broad topic or it can be a very broad topic and you have to narrow it down and make sure that you're being specific because the idea or the concept of focus Can be somewhat subjective, and I feel like I've noticed in myself the more specific I am with what I'm focusing on and actually recognizing, calling out what I'm focusing on, the more I can hone in on those specific things that I want to focus on. So, for example, I'm playing a fighting game, and the better I get at fighting games, the less I have to manage and focus on, uh, but the more I'm able to focus on even finer details, more important details, or uh, details that come at you a little bit faster. So when you're first playing a fighting game, you have to learn how to do the combos. Uh, combos, or execution in general, are, is one of the biggest barriers to helping people play at a higher level. It definitely was for me. I just hit a wall uh, when I didn't focus on improving my, my mechanics. Now I'm at the point to where I can figure out almost how to do anything if I just put enough time into it. Uh, the hardest game for me is usually the faster paced anime games, but I, I don't tend to like those as much. Uh, but I, I've known in myself that you know it's usually pretty easy, especially games like Street Fighter and Guilty Gear, I'll talk about those two specifically, uh, I can do just about any combo with a little bit of time. And that frees up a lot of mental space for me to be able to do other things, to look for other information. That led me to learning about Hit Confirms. I started playing Karina. I've talked about that in the past. Real briefly, the concept of Hit Confirming is to throw out an attack, recognize whether they hit or block it, and for those who don't play fighting games, that's fractions of a second, like less than a second of time to determine, usually about a fourth of a second or so, to determine whether or not a move came in, and then usually do an intricate input, uh, or potentially another button. It could be really simple input, it could be a very complicated input. Uh, either way, being able to do all that in a fraction of a second. And that's not necessarily easy for a lot of people Uh, I would say most people but the moment you're able to do that automatically like the point that I'm at now where I can automatically recognize whether my button hit or not and in Guilty Gear Strive to me it's easier at least playing Nago I can recognize very quickly very easily when my buttons hit and I have a big window to cancel them but I've noticed that while I'm looking for hit confirms I also in these fractions of a second can look for other things. What is my opponent doing? How much meter do they have? How much life do they have? Can I kill them in this combo? Can they kill me in this combo? Do I need to spend this resource? Uh, these all come a lot faster. And for a lot of people, they don't get to that level. Uh, they don't get to that level of comfort where they recognize something and their hand automatically deuce, do, deuce? does the thing that needs to get done. And I'm recognizing for me, it's getting easier and easier and easier. Uh, and I'm discovering new and newer things, new goals to tackle, because even though I'm getting better, I'm still losing to people, there's still tons of people better than me, so I'm always trying to recognize the other things I need to work on, so I'm almost consistently working on new things every time I'm getting beaten by players, I'm recognizing and learning new things and trying to go back to the training room to practice these things. But the thing that I want to convey here is that usually these goals are very specific, usually my focus is very specific on things, and sometimes I'll focus more, like I'll hyper focus on a specific area, even though I'm playing a match with people because I wanna work on the skill and get it down first, not just win. i reiterated this a lot and I think that this helps with learning how to learn new skills, learning how to do new skills and learning how to make them automatic. You can't do too much at once. You have to have one skill and the other ones are automatic. You you keep it simple, right? You don't learn all the things. In fighting games, there's tons to learn and you can practice these things, uh, but you wanna at least spend some time doing each of these individual skills by themselves to make sure that you can do them well. Even if you can do the multitude of subskills together, if you can't do them individually, then you have a weak foundation and you're more likely to mess up or make mistakes. So that's why I think it's incredibly important to develop individual skills individually and then add them to your repertoire of skills. I think this applies to just about anything that you can do, any skill that you can develop. I would say this this applies to some extent. Some things you can make a lot easier but if you think about it, most of the time you learn things traditionally, you're broken down into individual skills, and then you build them on top of each other. Karate is very much like this. Sports are very much like this. Uh, I've, I've done both. I've played sports. I've played football. I've played hockey. I played track and field. These are all things that I played a team for. So I played other sports, but I only played those ones as teams, meaning I had a coach that broke down our exercises and stuff like that. I feel very confident in what i'm saying i think it's important to learn how to focus so that you can focus on those individual skills as well and not just focus on the skills but focus on the creativity the problem solving you know the more skills you develop the easier it is to problem solve on the fly which is kind of what fighting games is all right so let's talk about some wmu updates so the first thing in i'm pretty excited about this is the mario kart tournament Uh, So I personally haven't been attending the Mario Kart tournaments at the arena. I've helped plan them, and I helped to talk about the production and how to do things, and I trained the students that do do it. And that makes me really happy. I was able to catch a few of them towards the tail end. The finals was this Saturday, but I actually attended, I think, all three of them this week because I had a little bit of time off from Albion, so I was able to pick up some more hours over at Western and and see how that was going and, and help out if need be. And it was just really nice to see my students troubleshooting and figuring out things and that uh, the tournament went smoothly. Uh, kind of our sponsor, or I'll say our partner, is Kalamazoo Parks and Rec, which is really awesome to be working with them. And they brought some students in and they ran the, the Mario Kart tournament. So they were more the officiators, the tournament officials in that instance. And we were more of like production slash the venue. But it was nice to have that partnership, and we did a grand finals here, so we had actual commentators who were student commentators. Uh, one is actually the coach of the Overwatch team, so he's an alumni of Western, so he's not there anymore. He graduated like two years ago, but he's a coach now, paid staff, and and they did the commentary. So it was really cool to see, you know, the students, the parents had a good time. We got to interview some of the players, so they got like the whole eSports experience that I talk about a lot. Uh, and that was really, really awesome. That was really uh, cool and rewarding to see. There was trophies that were handed out, so they had, uh, I think they had Yoshi and then they had an individual Mario one, and I think first place was like Mario and Luigi together, which is pretty cool, <laughs> rather than Luigi being the second place trophy. I think that would have made more sense, but there were boomers that did the tournament. Uh, no offense to them, they're just a little bit older, so they probably didn't think too hard about that because they don't know the memes about Luigi, right? Luigi's kind of the second place guy, player two kind of guy. I like Luigi more than I like Mario personally, so I was happy to see that. So that was cool. We got one of the trophies as well. We have a little trophy window until we get an actual trophy rack. Or trophy cabinet uh, that we have in our upstairs window so if you look up when you go into the arena you should be able to see the trophies or a silhouette of the trophies in the window if you ever want to know fun fact so the next thing that leads into from the Mario Kart tournament is the fact that I'm planning summer camps. I'm writing some curriculums or I've already written some curriculums, and I'm sort of just planning the the outline of how I want to do things. Is we have an adult summer camp and we have a kids summer camp. So that one, the kids summer camp is going to be more esports focused. Uh, we're going to be adding person development. I did this back in 2019, I believe. We were going to do it in 2020, and then obviously the pandemic happened, which was really upsetting because this was something that uh, is kind of leading up from my life's work and. <sighs> It's something I'm very passionate about, but I'm also nervous about. I'm trying to figure out how to do it better, and uh, I just—I think the fact that I don't have other coach friends to talk about or people who write curriculums uh, is not an area that I'm very strong in. It's not an area that I feel very confident in. Uh, I've written some curriculums, and I've run those curriculums, but I still feel like it could be so much better, and unfortunately, there's no one around me that's a specialist in that area, and so uh, I'm just kind of stumbling in the dark and figuring things out, and That doesn't always sit with me when it comes to interacting with other people when it comes to providing a service i want to make sure i'm doing things the best as possible the best as possible is that worded right the best as possible that doesn't sound right anyway i want to make sure i'm doing things to the fullest of my potential and making sure that i'm leaving a big impact on these kids obviously i'm not going to stress myself out about it to the point where it's unhealthy But, uh, you know, it's getting there. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to make sure that I'm doing this right. So I'm taking some time looking at it, rereading it, uh, trying to work on the skills that I'm not as good at or not as comfortable doing. Forcing myself to do those. And then the same thing with the adult summer camp. This is even newer, but I feel like I've thought about this a lot over my lifetime. Things that I've talked about with parents or things that I want to talk about with parents uh, that are parents of gamers and now parents of eSports. So I feel like in the future we'll rename this summer camp to the introduction to eSports for parents of gamers. Something along those lines, I, I, I got to talk to a marketing expert. It's not me. I'm not a marketing expert. But that's essentially what it is. Is talking about what's eSports, why is it helpful, uh, how can it impact your students, you know, how can it be beneficial for your students, Uh, and honestly i can uh, what i should do thinking about this out loud is also talk about how specifically wmu can help develop esports for your students because we have a whole other production side of things where i have student employees and and that's pretty massive with the potential of that so uh, thinking about that out loud i'm probably going to add that to the curriculum because uh, it's relevant to my job (laughs) and to western who uh, obviously they want to recruit more students you know, I feel however you want about recruiting students to colleges. I do feel like the program that we offer for the esports program is really good. And a lot of the students seem satisfied with the classes. So I don't, I don't feel weird selling the school because I, I feel like most of the students, and except for school loans or school debt, uh, that's the only thing they really are super upset about to the point to where they like would, wouldn't be able to attend a class. So I've seen students leave because they couldn't afford it, but I don't usually see students leave because the Curriculums or this uh, the teachers or anything like that are terrible. I don't hear that too often. Honestly thinking about that now I, I've never really noticed that so that's good. That's a good sign <laughs> uh, But yeah, nonetheless, I am doing the adult summer camp So we're gonna be talking about some things like the ESRB, you know interacting online I'm probably gonna have this be a little bit more uh, Play up by ear because different parents are gonna have different questions They're gonna have different levels of knowledge or experience with gaming. So I, I don't like making my classes too strict in terms of what I'm going to talk about, but I do like having an outline of things that I think are important to hit on and talk about. So I'm trying to figure that out if I want to go more grandstandy, use the stage, use use a a presentation, or if I want to keep it more casual and have them just like, we're close, we're we're talking about stuff, and then we go after that and we play some games, I teach them how to play games like Mario Kart and Super Smash Bros. Things that are easy to pick up, but have a high skill ceiling. I can show them some high level gameplay as well and then show them again after taking some time to play the game and help them understand like what's happening psychologically and how this can actually help uh, your students or your kids because i think it might help professors as well Um, not everyone's going to have the opportunity to play games but i also in in this camp want to talk about the importance of playing games with your kids and bonding with your kids via gaming Uh, i think those are all topics that are really really important to hit on and i want to help parents have more resources for how to deal with gaming in their kid's life, because there are some kids that play a little bit too much and don't have that balance. And I I do want to be able to give them advice and help them from my perspective as much as possible. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with that one. I'm really excited, but also really nervous. Uh, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to me about that one, because I, would love to talk about it more, get some ideas, get some suggestions, especially if you're a parent, um, and you're a parent of a gamer, I feel like most of my audience wouldn't need this course. But, hey, if you have questions or any suggestions of things that you've noticed in your experience, let me know. I'd love to hear from that. Alright, so the last topic is the WMU Esports Club charity event. So this isn't something I I ran personally, it's just something I advised and I helped out with. And then my production students also got some hours working this event as well. Uh, And the main point that I want to hit on is I want to give a shout out to these students because they actually managed to raise like $3,500 for their charity. That's nuts, right? That's really powerful that these students were just, you know, they played a bunch of games, they put in a good show, uh, and our school was able to raise $3,500. I think that needs to be yelled from the the, the school tops and all that kind of thing, the building tops, whatever it may be. I I think one of the biggest things at Western is that we still struggle to get the word out that we have an esports club. There's still so many people that don't know we have an arena or a club or a varsity team and stuff like this. I feel like we need to make sure everyone understands what our program is doing. Right? And these were all the students that are part of the program. It wasn't even any of the, the administration or our staff. It was just students and my staff, who are also students, working together. A few graduates from the esports, um, a few graduates from Western, who were also part of the esports club before it became varsity, contributing to this, doing fun things, doing some funny things, and, and streaming it live. It's really cool to see that. It's really cool to be a part of that. I got to hang out for a good while. I couldn't stay too late, uh, but I did watch some of the stream live and, and was like, hey, work on... I still gave, you know, criticism and things that they could work on, but nothing like too major. But yeah, that's that was my week. That was what's happened with me. Uh, and I'd love to hear what's happening with you. Perhaps it can be a reoccurring thing, but let me know how your week is going, what you're working on, your goals, and what you're listening to. I want to live... I want to learn... I want to hear from the community as well, so make sure you guys let me know what's going on in the comments, or reach out to me on social media, links will be in the description. Until then, thank you guys so much, and I will see you all in the next one.